Hello and welcome to Healing From Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Teacher and Medium and author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love. And also my new book, due out February 7th, 2020, A New Life Awaits, Exploring the Possibilities for All the Challenges Society is Facing Now as Opportunities for great spiritual evolution. And I am delighted to welcome today Amy N. Dix, author of her newest book, Seven More Days, which offers ways to design a life filled with value and meaning, also in these challenging, changing times. Hello, Amy, and thank you for joining us on Healing From Within today. Hello, thank you so much. Amy, as listeners of Healing From Within have come to expect over the years, my guests and I share intimate, illuminating insights into our thoughts and remembrances in the hopes of discovering more about who we are, where life originates, and to discover a greater understanding of our eternal energetic life force or soul and how it may merge with our physical reality in ways that help us to live without fear and to find happiness and peace. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Amy, who is a motivational speaker, author, and positive psychology practitioner, will help us understand how the human brain processes information, events, and emotions, and we will learn how to find people who resonate in our energy and life goals to decode human emotions and how we can master three critical areas of life, character, connections, and community, as well as improve connecting with people in a disconnected world. Amy, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, or event that may have shown them or others a glimpse into the lifestyle they might embrace as an adult. For I believe we, indu- we indeed do have a life plan or destiny and merely grow into our re- reality as time goes by. So think back for a minute. Um, I'm trying to find a specific moment because, you know, there there is a specific time but was recently um with my mom's passing that's easy to pinpoint and say okay at that point in time which is now almost four years ago um, when she got sick like I can pinpoint that however I find myself oftentimes looking back and saying but I've been fighting for positivity and happiness for much longer yes, than I would, just when my mom was yes, sick. I would think, yes, yeah. I would think so. I would think it so started not, somewhere in your childhood. Something spoke to you within your heart or in, in the experiences or the people around you that offered you a glimpse at what was really important and what you were on this planet to learn and to share. Yeah. So think back just yeah, to a childhood, I, any childhood friend or memory or or even your mother, before she got sick four years ago? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I just recently had this conversation with my brother, and, and maybe it's not a specific instance, but it definitely is childhood, and the fact that, like, we were raised 
to believe that we could achieve anything that we wanted to achieve. So anytime we would come home and say, oh, I want to, you know, play tennis now. Like our parents raised us to be like, you can play tennis. You can be the best tennis player in the world if you want right. to be, you know, or, hey, I want, I want to dance. I always said that I wanted to be on stage with Michael Jackson, like be a backup dancer for Michael Jackson. But, I mean, let's be honest. That was never going to happen. But that's okay. But they were positive okay. because they gave you <laughs> an opportunity to just have an experience. The experience didn't mean it would translate into a whole life uh, living that way, but they gave you an opportunity to experience new things and take yourself out of the fear of thinking that you couldn't do something, and that's a very great gift. You were lucky to have parents like that. I was like that with my children, coming from a childhood where I was more restricted and not treated that way. In other words, my parents might say, you can't do that. You're not going to do that, right? Right. You had the opposite. But I raised my children also, giving them many, many experiences that I was unable to have because you never know when that spark of, uh, of love or passion for something will happen. And if you don't try something, you never have that opportunity. So thank you for saying that. You did find that moment way back that started your interest in positivity and the work you do now as a psychologist and motivational speaker. So go on to what made it, what motivated you to write this book, Seven More Days. Now I think you're going to talk about your mother. Yes. Yes. So Seven More Days is, you know, it's the science of happiness and the research behind it all. But really, it's told like through the story of my mom's life and then also through ultimately through her death. And there's a couple of moments, I think, when she was sick that really led me to uh, question positivity and question happiness and not in a negative way, just say, just, just kind of question like, how does it all work and where does it come from and can you create it or are you born with it? And, you know, one of those moments was she was in hospice at this point in time and, and I had all these questions that I still wanted to ask her. I mean, the end was imminent at this point in time. So when, you know, if any of the listeners have ever been in this kind of situation where you know that the end is imminent, but yet you still have all these questions, right? I mean, she's still my mom. She's still, you know, I still wanted to get all this, like, knowledge and good information from her, but my time was limited. And she, uh, my parents, I grew up in Nebraska, so just to give a little context here, and I, but now I live in, in Florida, so I would come home quite often uh, when she was diagnosed and this time I came home with a list of questions because I thought you know this is it like if I'm going to get any more information any more knowledge if I want any questions answered this is the time and one of the questions that I had asked her was mom how what advice do you have for other people to be more positive like you because this woman was like this insanely positive person even though she had dealt with a lot of trauma in her life 
In fact, you wouldn't even know, even her closest friends may not know some of the trauma and the things that she dealt with just because she was such a positive person. And I just remember she looked at me and she was very matter of fact at this point towards the end of her life. And she said, I don't know. I either believe you are or you aren't. Meaning you're either a positive person or you're not. And I think that that one moment was one of the defining moments that made me think, well, is she right? Like, is she onto something? Is that true? Are we born? Are certain people born to be more positive and happy than other people? And so that was one moment where it really led into the research behind positive psychology and happiness. Well, let me say this to you. I often have coincidences or synchronicity with my guests, and I have a big one with you. Uh, my mother was also oh. in hospice, and um, I came during that time to greatly understand life and death and why we're having this, and also wanted to know how she had dealt with the many difficulties in her life. And she said to me, not too long before she passed, I had a good breakfast, life is good, and I love you. Now, she wasn't one to run around telling me she loved me often, or maybe never, right. maybe never at all until that <laughs> moment, because she was a very yeah. methodical, practical person. But yet she exceeded with her family. She uh, gave off great joy and positivity, no matter the circumstances. And there were many difficult circumstances. So I, I think you and I both came to understand some very important uh, values in life and probably that, yes, some people are born with more of a capacity to see the better aspects of life and bring joy to themselves and others. It is just within them. It is a soul journey, perhaps, and there are many who do not have that quality uh, for many reasons. But I, I also want to say we're living in a time now uh, with a serious happiness crisis in the United States and throughout the world. And uh, yeah. your mother, I'm going to say like mine, were basically satisfied and thankful for what they had achieved, maybe the places they had been, the family they had raised, and they had attained a simple American dream. But right now, what we're living through seems to be the exception because people are needing, wanting more material things and social media is truly distorting the way people respond to each other. So my new book, like yours, uh, A New Life Awaits, Spirit Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, shares the fact that these things that are happening right now are a way for us to come to understand that we live in spirit. We are one within the higher universe or creative force. Call it God or divine or universal source or whatever. And we are spirit also. So our soul is the reason we are having this physical life in the first place so we can refine it. Uh, create better relationships with people in the community, as you suggest, and get to know life on a continuous basis, both in life and in death. You know, there's really no death, because consciousness survives death, and uh, the soul and energy are eternal. 
so we continue beyond this time and place. So I, I think that's what you were looking for at that time with your mother. And I certainly was beginning to look at that aspect of life and understanding um, why people had to have illness, why people had to suffer. Because I don't think in terms of suffering. I think in terms of doing my best most of the time and helping other people, being of service. That's always been the way I've been. So I think you were finding that too. Now you go on to say that the World Happiness Report states six ways to judge happiness. That's the World Happiness Report. So so how do they want to judge happiness? (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's six different, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's... well, it's interesting, right? Because happiness—if you just say, how do you how do you judge happiness? How do you how can you tell if this country, you know, how, Denmark is known as the as the happiest country, although I think they fell to number two this last year. But you know, how, how do we know that Denmark's the happiest people? How do we know that, right? Right. So we have to put some sort of data behind it, and there's six like variables that the World Happiness Report kind of looks at to determine like what countries are the happiest. And it's interesting because, um, and I can go through them if you want, but the America, or I shouldn't say America, the United States is the unhappiest it's ever been. So the happiest that we've ever been, we uh, were at third place at one point, and then the latest. Yeah, I, we bet, were, you, uh, I, I bet you that was after World War II. I would yeah, bet that was when uh, people came back and were rebuilding and had hopes for family education was on the rise and and we were uh, seeking an equality of all the different diverse groups we have in this country and we do have the most diversity anywhere in the world in this country it's and such, it's such a beautiful thing yes which is a good thing but but uh yes i know we're judging happiness according to other nations and this uh happiness report by life expectancy which has gone down in the united states social support which has gone up in the united states freedom to make life choices which also seems to be little by little being taken away and eluding us generosity of donations well we are a very generous country we give to all countries of the world um, and perceived corruption of government and business which is at an all-time high right now so that's why the united states according to these criteria are finding themselves in a bit of uh distress but you know we're learning that money really can't buy happiness and uh, we're learning that happiness is more a quality of the soul or peaceful nature within us and a need to to express love and gratitude and compassion and if you do that on a regular basis say you get up each morning and you say to yourself you know today is a day for me to go out and experience new people and to share and to Mm -hmm. have a smile on my face that day is going to go very well for you so it is a bit of projecting intention and goodwill and making it happen that way. But let's go on to why do you think it's important to connect people, especially now at this time in a very disconnected United States and world? Yeah, 
You know, I like to say we are more connected yet disconnected than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. And if you really break that down, and we are more connected to people than we've ever been connected before through social media, through the Internet, through different um, social groups. So we're more connected yet we're more disconnected than we've ever been. So although we may be connected to 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 people, maybe even more on social media, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're truly connected to them in a meaningful way, in a meaningful way. And, you know, we can only, our brain can only process so many connections, uh, meaningful connections at one point in time. And in the book, I kind of talk about, like, I call it the Fantastic 15, but, you know, who's, like, your inner circle, and who are the 15 people that you're most connected with, and why? And what are you doing to make sure that those relationships stay strong, you know? So you can list out 15 people, but then are you taking a proactive approach with those connections? And I think that that's important. Yes, that's excellent. You know, it's like anything else that you want to succeed in in life. You have to be consistent and effort has to be put into it. You know, some people think they'll uh, start a job and right away they'll be at the top and, and, and that's it. That's how it's going to work. It doesn't work like that. You have to put a great deal of time and effort and consistency into becoming adept at any skill. So thank you for saying that. That That is uh, very, very true. Now, you refer to a sad state of happiness in the digital world. I think you were just starting to talk about that and we we know there are problems uh, because we need to be intimate face to face read body language uh, be together and people we're social animals we do well sharing dinner a movie talking reading discussing a book you know we need that it is wired hardwired into our brain so how do you define happiness for yourself that's an important question yeah, I mean, I think to define happiness, you also have to define positivity, which is, um, in, in my words, using your thoughts to change the way you feel. Mm. So I'll say it again. Use, positivity is using your thoughts to change the way you feel. And when you're able to do that, then you can create happiness within because you've mastered how to use your thoughts to change the way that you might feel in that moment. And, you know, life is made up of moments. Instead of, like, thinking about life as this big, huge, grandiose thing, you know, that lasts 90-plus years or whatever it is, you know, if you can just take it down and say, you know what, but today, even today, is we're, it's broken down into moments. And you're going to have good moments during the day. You're going to have bad moments during the day. You're going to have happy moments during the day. You're going to have sad moments during the day. And I think it's important to clarify, too, that even if you feel sad in that moment, like, it's okay to feel sad. Yes. I, don't, I don't want people to think that, oh, she's just saying, oh, just be happy and push it. No, 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 no. You're not pushing it inside. It is okay to feel the way that you feel. I just don't want you to sit in that moment, that, that state of sadness, 
for too long. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So so we need to be able to use our thoughts to change the way that we feel about a, a certain situation. And when we can really master that, then we can create happiness within. Absolutely. So to me, our thoughts happiness are... is inner peace. Yes, inner peace. And our thoughts are creating our reality also. So we Absolutely. need to learn to explore and monitor our thoughts. Now, in my book, The Living Spirit, I addressed happiness as a concept often inadequately understood by most people. And I wrote this. Before there can be peace and happiness in a person's life, and indeed in the world, every person must be responsible to do their own work about acknowledging what needs to change within their attitude or actions so that they may better relate to the outside world. Finding true happiness and joy is the natural outcome of self-investigations. There are no shortcuts. No one can make you happy or unhappy unless you give him or her the power to do that by surrendering or giving your own power away. Recognizing another avenue for finding happiness becomes possible when we finally admit not only are we not perfect, no one is perfect, we must continue to learn what makes us tick and what makes others react as they do, but should acknowledge that we can only change ourselves and our outdated thinking by realizing we are responsible for our own actions. And that is the way to... That is so beautiful. The way, that's what you're expressing also. You're expressing we are yeah, I mean, all seeking an inner awareness of our soul and our a purpose for being alive, and it's within us, and it's not coming from the outside world, but we must okay. investigate our thoughts and ourselves and make whatever changes are needed so that we can uh, live the way we're meant to live in a spiritual and physical life because we have this duality. We are both. Now, you go on to talk about decoding human emotions through emotional intelligence. You were just talking about that before, understanding our thoughts, which can then bring us an inner peace or love or respect or uh, humility for ourselves in life. I think our parents, your mother and my mother, found that. And in the words they said to us before they left, uh, they were grateful for the life they had and what they had learned. So I think that's a way to inner peace. So tell us about decoding human emotions. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, my mom had high emotional intelligence, I believe, although with the way that we were raised, we not so much talked about our feelings. <laughs> um, you know, you, you told the story about how uh, your mom telling you that she loves you and, and maybe she didn't ever do that before or very seldom. You know, we didn't, we didn't grow up in a household, although we were very loved, we didn't right. grow up in a household where we said, I love you, um, or even really hugged our parents that much. Again, right. We were very, very, we were loved. Yeah. So I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. We just did not show our emotions that way. And so, I, you know, it didn't really occur to me until my adult life that um, there is something to acknowledging your emotions and, and, and even, like, sharing your emotions, right? And that, I would say, came to me just very, very recently. Otherwise, I would just hold them in and then maybe explode or, or, or just 
try to deal with it myself. Right. Um, but it's, but when you can have it like adult conversations and say, this is how I'm feeling right now, then it really changes not only the relationship with you and your feelings, but it changes the relationship that you're having with others. And when, when we can get to that point, now we have healthy inter- human interactions, we have healthy connections, and we understand ourselves better. And I think it's almost like we give our permission, we give ourselves permission to feel a certain way when we have higher emotional intelligence. Whereas before I might have just ignored it or passed it off and moved on. But now I give myself permission to understand not only the emotion that I'm feeling, but why I'm feeling it. Why am I feeling right now betrayed? Why am I feeling bad why am i feeling well loved i mean it could be good too it can be good emotions too it's all right we have understanding that yeah we have to we have to experience all emotions from the negative to the positive that's what we're here to do that's why we're having a physical life to feel we are here to explore emotions and to learn ultimately uh, that we are a soul of higher emotion or love and co- compassion. It, it's what we are. And the other's emotions we're feeling are coming from interactions with other people, the outside world, and a need to survive in a physical way beyond our energetic uh, source or present. So that's that's why we're having different emotions here in a physical world than we would in the spiritual world. Uh, but you said something about that I found very interesting. You said to take out a box, one of the exercises you gave, uh, end-of-life mm-hmm. uh, meditation and, and, and an activity, T- take out a box of ornaments from a tree and notice your most notable achievements and your most treasured people or memories um, because you'll be looking at the ornaments and they would be reminding you of of events that were meaningful to you. Now, I myself collected pieces over my traveling, wherever I traveled, that represented family and friends and experience. And I filled five large boxes of a holiday village, which practically Mm -hmm. covered my whole living room. And then Mm. it, it was like seeing a wonderful life like the movie that, Yes, there were difficult experiences in difficult places and with difficult people, but they were all part of who I had evolved into and all brought me joy because there's no really good or bad. There's only experience. There's only experience. We don't need the judgment of good or bad, although we do use that because we haven't come to an understanding that nothing's random and all our life is happening just the way it's meant to and we have this individual I believe life plan so what would you like readers to take away with them after reading your new book seven more days yeah I think the biggest thing that readers can take away is that happiness is a choice and we get to make that choice every single day. Is, can it be difficult some days? Absolutely. Just because it's a choice doesn't mean that it's an easy choice. Right. But it is your choice to make. And so this life is so short. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you live to be 100 plus years old. I don't care if you're, my mom died at age 60. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. Life is fleeting. And so the ultimate goal in life is happiness. 
And don't you want to live a life of happiness? So, you know, I, I think when, when we're on our deathbed and mm-hmm. we look back and we don't have a choice, you know, I mean, at some point my mom knew she, there was no choice. The end was near. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was very realistic about that. And if you're in that moment where you know that death is around the corner, like, can you say that you led this fulfilling and happy life? And if you're not sure of that answer, then I just want to tell you that you can change that. You can change that starting yeah, today. You, did. you can make that choice. In the book, you suggested that you live your best life and practice dying. Not literally, but to prepare your mind for the moment yeah. of death so that you can take care of any unfinished business. And uh, what advice would you want to give your children and grandchildren? You, you know, how would you feel? Would you feel fulfilled and peaceful and grateful that you had a wonderful life we can work on that before the time comes to go if we put our mind into what we're doing each day and find moments that we can put into our memory bank and say yes this is something I'll retrieve at the time when I have to transcend this physical life and return to my normal state of spiritual life so yes I think that was very good that you suggested that I want to thank you Amy N. Dix author of Seven More Days Live a Life That's Bursting with Positivity and Happiness and before it's too late to try to find out more of these important ideas for accepting life on its own terms and living in alignment to all of the physical, emotion, spiritual challenges of our daily life experience. And to purchase and read this book, go to the thepositivelifecompany.com or Amazon.com. Yeah, the Positive Life Co. Yeah, the Positive Life Co.com. Okay, thank you. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Amy has shared the remarkable story of her mother, Rhonda Lucy Dix, who had many challenging health issues, but was, she felt, chosen, like many are chosen, with challenges that seem unbearable. But as we watch them suffer, or anybody suffer, those around them become aware that they are living examples of courage and spiritual enlightenment and have found happiness and peace no matter the difficulty of this time in their life. My mother and sister, in dealing with their dying or transitioning to spirit, also reinforced for me and others a way to soar above our physical life and to embrace the universal plan for us individually and also collectively. As energy or soul beings, we learn through extraordinary experiences that there is no death, only a transition to higher awareness and consciousness and love for self, life, and others. The system that Amy has created and shared in her book, Seven More Days, about the method of moment leading to positivity and peace is extraordinary while practical and ideal to implement if you wish to improve the quality of your heart, soul, and mind and learn the truth of your divinity. At the same time, you will dispel many fears and limitations so you may live your best life. Amy and I would have you know that as we are all unique beings and we all possess certain soul innate qualities that are natural, known, and not learned, 
we want you to get to know these subconscious callings so you may better understand your life and soul journey and truly find happiness, contentment, and peace. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the field of self-development, spirituality, and metaphysics, share viewpoints to open our hearts and minds to greater truths and a greater love of life. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.